You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Oftentimes, I just don't say anything about this, but I feel just impressed of the Lord to say this tonight. You know, a lot of folks, when they sing that song now, they change those words around. I wouldn't change a hard time if I could. They changed that. Now, I'm not against folks that do that, but can I tell you why I don't do that? The reason why I don't change those words around is because this Bible teaches me that even in the hardest of times, God is working on my behalf. And so when I sing that part of the chorus... Even though I have hard times, I wouldn't change them if I could. That's a statement of faith. I'm making a statement of faith, and I'm saying by singing that, Lord, I trust you. Now, I know that's easy preaching, hard living. And I understand if it was up to my flesh alone, I would change things. (laughs) I'd do things different. But you see, when we do things our way as opposed to God's way, more times than not, we make things worse. So we ought to just trust the Lord, amen, and believe with all that's within us, God's good. And nothing will ever change that. And I'm so grateful for that tonight. Well, turn in your Bible one last time, if you would please, to the book of Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter number 1. And in just a few moments, I'm going to read the first four verses of Scripture here that goes to make up the first few verses of Second Thessalonians chapter number 1. I don't preach a great deal of revival meetings. I guess about 85 to 90% of the preaching that I do these days is about reaching the world with the gospel. But when I'm blessed to preach a revival meeting... I like to take that Wednesday night of that meeting when the greater majority of the folks who are there are members of that local church I'm preaching in and challenge the church. And that's exactly what I felt impressed of the Lord to do tonight. I want to use these four verses of Scripture this evening and preach on this thought, a church member to thank God for. Someone has asked on one occasion, can't I be saved and yet not be a member of a local Bible-believing church? And of course, ultimately, the answer to that question would be yes. However, it would sort of be like being a soldier without ever joining an army. It would sort of be like being a football player or a baseball player without ever becoming a part of a team. Friend, the more I read and study the Word of God, the more I am absolutely convinced that it is the perfect will of God for every born-again child of God to have their name on the active role of a local Bible-believing church. Every child of God needs a man to call pastor. Every child of God needs a church to call home. 
Every child of God needs the kind of fellowship, the spiritual food, and the kind of focus in their Christian life that only comes from playing an active part in the ministry of a local Bible-believing church. That's why I felt impressed of the Lord to zero in on these first four verses of Scripture here in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1 because Paul not only mentions members of the church of Thessalonica, but he specifically thanks God for three different types of church members there in the local church of Thessalonica. A church member to thank God for. If you're able, would you please stand? Let's read these four verses of Scripture together. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is me, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Now we're going to be using our Bibles tonight, and therefore I trust you'll leave them handy throughout the course of the message, a church member to thank God for. Let's bow our heads, shall we, for a moment of prayer. Father, what a joy it has been to have been a part of these last few days here at the Elk Point Baptist Church. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Haley, Miss Melanie, and the wonderful people that make up this great church. Cassie and I will sure miss them in the days to come. But Lord, we certainly leave praying that the best days of ministry for the Elk Point Baptist Church are yet to come. Lord, if that's going to be the case, each and every one of them in this place tonight, and even the future children of God that becomes members here, will have to determine to be the kind of church member that others would thank God for. And therefore, Father, I, I pray that each of us would be attentive to the truths of thy word tonight. Help me, I pray, I'm nothing without thee. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for standing. You can be seated. Let me call your attention once again, if I may, to verse number 3 of this chapter before us, as this single verse of Scripture will be used as the key text of the message that God has laid on my heart for this Wednesday evening service. Verse number 3 of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is me, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Now, if you'll notice in this verse of Scripture, 
there is a nine-word phrase that I trust the Holy Spirit of God will allow to find a lodging place in each of our hearts before we leave this building tonight. That would be the nine-word phrase, we are bound to thank God always for you. Here, ladies and gentlemen, we see from the Word of God, uh, the Bible is teaching us here beyond any shadow of a doubt that it is possible to be the kind of co-worker, the kind of Christian, the kind of church member that others would thank God for. In fact, as we begin to consider these verses of Scripture that I've read within our hearing tonight in depth, we'll discover the Apostle Paul not only declared that he thanked God for the Thessalonian believers, but here he mentions three very specific groups of Thessalonian believers that every time God brought them to Paul's remembrance, it caused Paul to say, thank the Lord. And therefore, I'm very interested to know just who those three groups of Christians at whatever that word is, Thessalonica, were. If Paul, I know that never happens to you while preaching. If (laughs) that's the Greek, that's what the Greek says. If Paul thanked God for them, and he certainly did, according to verse number three, what was it about them that caused Paul? to thank God for them. In fact, let's address this question tonight, shall we? What kind of church member did Paul thank God for? Well, the answer is right here in the Bible tonight. First of all, notice number one, Paul thanked God for those growing up church members. Can I show it to you? Notice if you would again in verse number three. Paul writes in verse number 3, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet. Why, Paul? Notice your Bible. Latter portion of verse 3. Because that your faith groweth exceedingly. So the very first kind of church member that Paul thanked God for were those church members at Thessalonica who were growing in the things of the Lord. According to the Bible, Paul thanked God for those church members whose faith was growing exceedingly. Do you see it? Right here in verse 3. Paul is talking about those growing up church members. In fact, they were not marginally growing. Their faith wasn't slightly growing. Paul goes to great lengths in verse 3 to teach us that their faith was growing exceedingly. They were maturing in the things of the Lord. And therefore, Paul thanked God for them. He thanked God for them because since their faith was growing exceedingly, they were much more interested in being a blessing to the church as opposed to being a burden to the church. Amen? Because their faith was growing exceedingly, they were much more interested in helping the church than they were in hurting the church. Amen? 
They were growing spiritually in the things of the Lord. Their faith, according to verse 3, was growing exceedingly. And because they were growing up church members, they were much more interested in spreading the Lord's gospel than they were in spreading the latest gossip. Amen? They were making much of the Bible, and the Bible was making much of them. They were making much of the closet of prayer, and the closet of prayer was making much of them. They were loving their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as opposed to letting them have it. They were fervent in worship. They were fervent in the work of the Lord as well as in being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. You may ask tonight, Preacher Caudle, how do you know all of those things? Because of the reason Paul thanked God for them. He thanked God for them according to the latter portion of verse 3 because their faith was growing exceedingly. They had determined to keep the main thing the main thing. Oh, and listen church, how we need church members like that today. Every church member at the Elk Point Baptist Church. Listen, you ought to be further down the road tonight in your spiritual walk with the Lord Jesus than you were one year ago at this time. You'll never reach the point that you arrive when it comes to your personal walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. There is always room for improvement. Hear me this evening. There are many people today in our churches across America that are saved, but because of a lack of care or cultivation, spiritually speaking, of their Christian lives, they have never matured. They have never grown in the things of the Lord. And can I make a statement right here that may shock you? Christian growth is not determined by how old a person is in the Lord. I personally have known people that have been saved a year or less in some cases to be more spiritually mature than people that have been saved for decades. So let me say again. Spiritual growth, Christian growth is not determined by how old a person is in the Lord. These Thessalonian believers, they were not only growing, their faith was growing exceedingly. They were maturing in the things of God. After all, that's God's will for each of our lives. Amen? Let me put it like this tonight. It's not a sin to be a baby in Christ. It's not. But wait a minute. It is a sin to remain a baby in Christ. 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may what? Grow thereby. That's God's will for your life. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Can I ask you a question tonight? 
Don't you want to be the kind of church member that every time Pastor Haley thinks of you and thinks of your family, that it causes him to pause in his daily efforts and throw both hands towards heaven and say, you know, thank God for that family. Thank God for that church member. Well, if that's going to be the case, you're going to have to be a growing up church member. Let me challenge you to do something this week during your own personal devotions. I want you to start at Hebrews chapter number 1 and verse number 1 and read as far as you can read through the book of Hebrews. And as you read through the book of Hebrews, underline the phrase that you will see time and time and time again in the book of Hebrews, let us go on unto perfection. Let us go on unto perfection. Now, please don't misunderstand or misinterpret the Scriptures. That word perfection isn't speaking of sinless perfection. I mean, we're not going to reach that point until we get a body like under the Lord Jesus and see Him one day in glory. Now, when the Bible speaks of perfection, it's speaking there of spiritual maturity. Now, consider the context of the book of Hebrews. As you study that phrase, let us go on unto perfection. The book of Hebrews was written for those who were Hebrew in blood, but Christian in faith. But it was written to a group of Hebrews that had been saved, but since they had never grown spiritually, they were in constant danger of slipping back into the ritualistic practices of Judaism. And therefore the writer, as he was inspired of the Holy Ghost of God to do so, all throughout the book of Hebrews says this, let's go on now, come on, let's go on unto spiritual maturity. You know what he's saying in a really nice way? Grow up. That's exactly what he's saying. And can I say something to the members of the Elk Point Baptist Church? Now, your pastor is too kind to say it the way I'm getting ready to say it. But since I'm leaving tomorrow and not coming back, I'm going to say it and I'm just going to run, all right? Grow up! You want to be a blessing to your preacher? Grow up. You want to be a blessing to your fellow brother or sister in Christ? Grow up. You want to be further down the road with the Lord Jesus tonight than you were a year ago. And by the way, if you're not, don't you dare blame anybody else but yourself. You want to be the kind of church member others thank God for, then be a growing up church member. Could it be said of you tonight, your faith is growing exceedingly. If you're a growing up church member, that surely can be said about you. Pastor Haley, I've heard the illustration of a little girl whose mama tucked her into bed one night. And it got up to about 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden the mother of the little girl was awakened out of a sound sleep because she heard the little girl crying in the other room. Well, immediately she got up, her feet hit the floor, she turned the light on and she ran into the bedroom of her little girl just to find out that she had fallen out of the bed and she was laying on the ground. 
She picked her up, of course, and put her back in the bed. She said, honey, what in the world happened? How did you fall out of the bed? And the little girl said, well, mama, I guess I just stayed too close to where I got in at. You want to know why some folks fall out of church? You want to know? That's right, amen. Amen. Most of the time I get an amen when I preach. I've never got a shoot. Amen. I like that. I like it. Only in South Dakota do you get shoot. Amen. But that's exactly right. Do you want to know why some folks will fall out with the preacher? They stay too close to where they got in at. Man, grow up. They said something I didn't like. Well, join the crowd. They say something that I don't like every day of my life. But God will never say nothing that you shouldn't like. Amen? Amen? Keep your eyes on Jesus. I love your pastor. He's one of my dearest friends on this earth. He's got a heart the size of South Dakota and the capital, the ice cream capital of the world. But sooner or later, I'll tell you something about him, sooner or later... He'll let you down. Not because he sets out to, but because he's made of the same stuff that I'm made of. And by the way, sooner or later, you're going to let him down. So you know what he better do? The same thing you better do. You better fix your eyes on Jesus. You better keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your nose in the book. Keep your knees on the floor. And go on for the glory of God. Determine to be a growing up Christian. And by the way, if you're going to grow, you're going to have to eat. If you're going to grow, you're going to have to drink. And of course, I'm talking of spiritual food, spiritual water. And of course, the spiritual food that we need is from the pages of the Bible. Can I ask you a question? Do you have a daily Bible time? Do you have a daily time that you spend with the Lord? Maybe you're like me sometimes. I I wake up and I know I need to spend time in my Bible and sometimes I think, man, I, I just don't even know where to start. Let me encourage you. Get with your preacher. If you want to develop a daily time with Jesus, your preacher will help you develop that time and I guarantee you slowly but ever so surely it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to trust the Lord. But as you continue to eat, as you continue to drink, as you continue to be faithful to the Elk Point Baptist Church, before you even realize it, wow, your faith is starting to grow. And then you'll become a church member that others would thank God for. And so Paul thanked God, number one, for those growing up church members. Amen. Let's move on to number two. I'm hoping to get another shoot before it's over. So Paul thanked God for those growing up church members. He secondly thanked God for those getting along church members. I didn't get no shoot on that, so I guess I better dig in right here. Look at verse number 3 again. Verse number 3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is me, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, 
and watch your Bible now. The charity of every one of you all toward each other abounded. And so yes, Paul did thank God for those growing up church members, but he went on to say in the text that he thanked God for those getting along church members. In fact, in verse number 3, we actually witness right before our very eyes a direct result to the Apostle Paul's prayers. Can I show it to you? Turn, if you would please, to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, and look with me beginning in verse 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 9. Paul writes, For what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God, night and day, praying exceedingly that we may see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now God Himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. And the Lord, look at verse 12, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. And so here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, we have record of Paul praying and praying fervently that the Thessalonians' love would abound toward each other. And by the time Paul penned the book of 2 Thessalonians, that is exactly what had come to pass. And we know that Paul's prayers had been answered because here in our key text, as you turn back to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1, we see him thanking the Lord not only for those growing up church members, but he's thanking the Lord for those getting along church members. And friend, do you want to know what kind of members that Elk Point Baptist Church of Elk Point, South Dakota need? This church, as well as any church, needs some getting along church members. Not those members that can't walk by ten different people without getting mad at least at eight or nine of them. No, we need, we need people, if we're going to do something for the Lord, that'll get in here, follow the faith of the pastor, grab a hold of uh, the great need here to reach this community and world with the gospel, and by the good grace of God, do it. Oh, by the good grace of God, do it. That is exactly why Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9, and this I pray that your, listen, love may abound, yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Have you ever taken a moment and asked yourself, why did Paul pray that the Philippians' love would abound? Why didn't he pray, pray that the Philippians' membership might abound? Why didn't he pray that the Philippians' bank account abound? No, he prayed that the Philippian church's love would abound because if love abounds here in the church, every other thing will abound as well. Boy, if anybody ought to love one another, it's those of us that make up the house of God, those of us that are a part of the local church. Man, I, I want to do my part in making sure when people come to church, if they see me, they're blessed instead of wanting to run to the nursery to avoid seeing me. 
I don't want to be the kind of preacher. Listen, brother, I don't want to be in Walmart or Kohl's or wherever getting ice cream and the ice cream capital of the world and somebody spot me there going into the ice cream parlor and drive a block to keep from seeing me. I don't want to be that kind of guy. I want to be one that promotes love, one that promotes getting along in the house of the Lord. Now listen, sometimes, sometimes that takes some effort on our part. I mean, after all, we are all different. Now listen, my brother graduated from North Carolina State University in the state of North Carolina. And therefore, I am a Wolfpack fan. Your pastor is a University of North Carolina Tar Heel fan. Now, I want to tell you something. It takes the grace of Almighty God to embrace a Tar Heel fan. But then again, my wife is a Tar Heel fan, so how in the world we wound up together, you know. But you're going to have to overlook some things. Look, your favorite color may be blue. Brother Chad's favorite cover may be pink. Amen. I don't know that to be the case. <laughs> He's giving me a strange look right there. I don't know if I should have said pink. But you, <laughs> but you may, listen, you may have another color. I'm just saying we're all different. So we're going to have to come together under the umbrella of what this Bible teaches, and we're going to have to love one another. We're going to have to determine with all that's within us not only to be a growing up Christian, but we're going to have to be a getting along Christian. I'll never forget not long ago, well, I'd say not long ago, it was probably six years ago now. It's amazing how time flies when you preach. But six years ago, my pastor, Dr. David McCoy, Cassie and I are members of the People's Baptist Church of McDonough, Georgia. And he called me one day, and he said, Can I take you to lunch today? And I said, Absolutely, preacher. And so he took me to lunch, he sat me down, and probably for the next 30 minutes, he began to share his vision for the church and some things that he wanted to see the Lord do. And then when he got down to the end, he sort of hesitated, and then he proceeded to ask me, he said, Now, Brother Caudill, what do you think about that? And I proceeded to tell him, I said, well, you know, preacher, I've, I've got some uh, ideas and everything like that. But, you know, the bottom line is my Bible teaches me to follow your faith. And so since the Bible teaches me to follow your faith, if that's what you feel led of the Lord to do, hey, I'm all in with you, preacher. But wouldn't it be great if we'd all just do what the Bible says do? It'd be amazing how much easier it would be to get along if all of us would just do what the Bible says to do. Can I ask you this? And I'm moving. Are you a getting along Christian? Are you a help in the local church? Or are you a hindrance to it? Do people gravitate towards you because of your friendliness? Or do they want to run away from you because of your lack of it? You ought to determine tonight. You can't change the past, but from this night forward, you can determine to be a getting along Christian, to do your part, to make sure that love abounds here at the Elk Point Baptist Church. 
Well, what kind of church member did Paul thank God for? Well, Paul thanked God, number one, for those growing up church members. Paul thanked God, number two, for those getting along church members. And then if you'll notice in the text, there's one other kind of Christian that Paul thanked God for. Paul thanked God for those going through church members. Can I show it to you? Look at verse 4. Verse 4 of our text says, So that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God, watch your Bible now, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Can I encourage you tonight to consider the context of Paul's writing? When you study the Bible, you'll discover that the church of Thessalonica, brother, they knew what it was like to be persecuted for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, here in verse 4 alone, Paul mentions persecutions as well as tribulations that the Christians at Thessalonica had to endure for the cause of Christ. Listen to me, church. These Thessalonians knew what it was like to literally, physically, mentally, as well as spiritually suffer for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you study 2 Corinthians chapter 8, you'll discover this is one of those Macedonian churches Paul was writing about that uh, while suffering in deep poverty and experiencing great affliction they knew what it was like to suffer but in spite of it all they didn't quit serving God they didn't quit living for God they didn't point their finger towards heaven and declare God you're not fair no they endured they went on Christian, there's a lot to be said about that today. Because it is one thing to start a walk with Jesus well. It's another thing to finish well. Oh, and I can't tell you the number of times throughout the 22 years that I was blessed to be a pastor that I've seen a one-time faithful Christian go through a time of testing and trial. But instead of getting in church where they ought to have been, they allow the time of testing and trial to drag them out of church. Not these Thessalonians. Not these Thessalonians. They endured. They went through. They had determined not only to be a growing up Christian, not only a getting along Christian, but they had determined to be a going through Christian. It has been said the true test of a man's character is what it takes to make him quit. What would it take to make you quit? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 24 and verse 16, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Can I say to you children of God, get up. So what they said about you? Get up. I understand they posted something on their social media feed that was uh, disagreeable to you, uh, but get up! Get up. By the way, can I just say this in passing too? If we spent half the time in God's book that we do on Facebook, it'd be amazing what we could do for Jesus. Oh, 
Amen. You know what I found? I found by staying, uh, by not spending so much time on social media, I'm a lot more agreeable. <laughs> if you don't believe me, ask Cassie. Some days I'll be in there and, you know, and I've seen something on social media that somebody said about me or somebody said about a friend of mine and, and boy, I'll just be all up in the air and Cassie will come in and she say, why in the world do you watch that? Look at that. And, boy, you know what? She's right. It'd be amazing how much agreeable, how much more agreeable we'd be if we spent half the time, in fact, a fourth of the time in God's book. You know what? Instead of Facebook, we ought to put our face in the book. Can I get an amen or a shoot right there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. That's exactly right. So I'm going to close my message tonight with my favorite poem of all time. I'm talking about a going through church member. I mean, those church members is just bound to determine, you know what? Let the world say what the world's going to say. I'm here. I'm here to stay. I'm going to do a work for the Lord. Elk Point Baptist Church, this is where God put me. I'm following the faith of my preacher. I'm going to get in here. I'm going to get busy for God. I'm going to give to missions. I'm going to reach my neighbors with the gospel. I'm going to be not only a growing up Christian, not only a getting along Christian, but I'm going to be a going through Christian. All right, this is a very spiritual poem. Are you ready for it? It's a very spiritual poem. Here we are. I'm going to illustrate the point the going through Christian. Here you go. Two frogs. I told you it was spiritual, Brother Evan. Amen. Two frogs fell into a can of cream, or so I've heard it told. The sides of the can were shiny and steep. The cream was deep and cold. Oh, what's the use, croaked number one. Tis fate. No helps around. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye, sad world. And weeping, the first frog drowned. But number two, of sterner stuff, dog paddled in surprise the while he wiped his creamy face and dried his creamy eyes. I'll swim a while at least he croaked or so I've heard he said it really would not help the world if one more frog was dead. So he swam and kicked and swam and kicked. Not once did he stop to mutter but he swam and kicked and swam and kicked and hopped out because the cream had turned to butter. And so the moral of the story is this. Just keep kicking. Just keep kicking. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll get on a plane and fly back home. We'll mow the yard, wash the clothes. I'll mow the yard. Uh, Cassie will wash the clothes and Saturday we'll leave for the next meeting. I'll preach all day Sunday in Union Grove, North Carolina, drive home all day Monday, get there Tuesday, wash the clothes again, leave Wednesday for the next Wednesday through Sunday meeting. I'm just gonna keep kicking. What about you? Are you gonna be one of those Christians walks around with a chip on his or her shoulder daring somebody to knock it off. I want to tell you something. If you're looking for a reason to get upset, you won't have to look long because we're all people. 
that are prone to fail and fall short of the glory of God. Oh, but if we keep our eyes on Jesus, as we look toward Him, He's the one that will enable us to be a growing up, a getting along, a going through church member. God help us to determine tonight to be a church member that others would thank God for. You've listened so well. Would you bow your head with me? Lord Jesus, tonight use the Word of God to do more than just challenge us. Father, I pray you would change us that we may be more like thee. Lord, I don't know if there is anyone here tonight lost. I realize I've preached to the children of God tonight. But should there be someone here tonight that does not know you in a free pardon of sin? Father, I pray this would be the night of their salvation. But my heart was particularly burdened tonight for the Elk Point Baptist Church. Father, I, I pray that in the years to come, the membership of this church would be able to look back on this night and say, you know, it was on that last night of revival in July of 21 that I determined from this point on to be the kind of church member that others would thank God for. I pray, God, you'd do a work in each of our hearts tonight. I'll give you glory and honor and praise. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. The brother's beginning to play softly on the piano tonight.